Kwame and Company, focusing on closet vision, comfort food, pirates on the prairie, and Pat's gut. It lifts me up when I'm having a bad day. It energizes me and just helps me get through the day. Thanks. Well, we try. <laughs> and I tell you what, I'm really, now I'm, this is the second time we've heard that without hearing Pirates of the Prairie from, uh, from uh, <laughs> Mary Mack. Yeah, so you need to remember to bring that up sometime. A pirate? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, if you, if you haven't heard that, you're wondering what in the world's going on. Well, we wonder a lot, too. This is Kwame and Company <laughs> podcast number four. On our, on our, uh, uh, you know, who knows how, what the what the total number will ever be. But I was thinking until be, we quit, till we quit. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking it was, uh, you know, boy, we're halfway to ten. And I thought oh, I better not say that. Amy and Randy will make fun of me. <laughs> yeah, because four is actually halfway to eight. Eight, eight. Mm-hmm. almost halfway to ten. Okay. And next time we'll and be halfway. Ted to means 10. what? Double digits? Well, double digits and an oh. even number like that. Oh yeah. I like five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Yeah, those are yeah, good the numbers. Whole, the whole universe of visible by five. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, you'd think we'd be better at it having done three already, but not so much. So I to start us out, we've got bottom of the column news, and then coming up in just a moment, uh, more on Ukraine uh, with uh, the uh, Pastor Igor, who who is uh, running all kinds of sort of aid stations in churches for people of Ukraine. So we'll talk more with them. And a uh, brand new Christian school is uh, is being um, established this fall. I'll see if I say it right. Aletheia, Aletheia Christian Academy. So. All that is coming today. But we start at the bottom of the barrel, bottom of the <laughs> column news. Bottom of the barrel. And we're really good at that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we do that. Nowhere to go but up. Okay, here's a guy that uh, I, you know, he's got chutzpah, let's say. You know, when you, maybe more self-importance than, <laughs> than real importance. Right. Chutzpah. British IBM IT professional Ian Clifford is 50. He hasn't worked since September of 2008 as he battled mental health issues. And uh, okay, I get it. And and he had leukemia in that time. But he's been on sick leave for 15 years, oh. collecting a salary of $68,000 a year oh. after reaching an agreement with IBM in 2013. Okay, all that's fine. I understand. Nice company. People have stuff. But in this last February, he testified in an employment tribunal that he's been treated unfairly because he hasn't gotten a raise since his agreement went into into, place in 2013. Are you serious? He argued that inflation has caused his income to wither, and he sought a pay raise of 2.5%. He said your mortgage doesn't go down just because you're sick. Well, I don't know. Does uh, chutzpah mean you got a lot of nerve? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, so this spring, Paul Housego, it's an interesting name for a guy who was talking about mortgages. Yeah, Housego. Housego. Well, yeah. apparently your house has got to go. <laughs> no, he's an employment judge. He rejected the argument, saying Clifford was treated more favorably than others because he was being paid without having to work. Clifford plans to appeal. Oh, good. At least a judge with a little chutzpah of his own. Yeah, a chutzpah judge. 
I, I you know, I, I can see maybe in some other circumstance, if it, if it was uh, some kind of a disability that you receive, uh, a disability payment, that should probably be tied to inflation. Right. But this is just out of the goodness of their hearts. Yeah. Them giving him his salary that he was. He would have received. Ten years. Yeah. Okay. That seems ridiculous. Well, all right. And as long as we're unridiculous, here we go. <laughs> Aquaman, a Florida scientist who calls himself Dr. Deep Sea. Dr. Not Deep, Deep Blue Sea. I almost said you <laughs> saw my mouth making a blue. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Let's just call him that. His middle name is Blue. Dr. Deep Blue Sea. He resurfaced on June 9th after spending 100 days underwater. Boy, you think you get wrinkled from a bath. This guy, probably all he was was wrinkly. I don't think he was actually in the water, Bill. Oh, yeah, I guess if I would have read the whole thing. (laughs) CNN reported that Dr. Joseph Dituri, that's his real name, he's 55, a biomedical engineer who teaches at the University of South Florida, began his research mission on March 1st when he dove to the bottom of the Emerald Lagoon in Key Largo, Florida and stayed in Jules undersea lodge an underwater hotel during his record-setting stint below the surface do you think for 100 days he was teaching from down there because it says he's a teacher and he started in march school is still in session maybe you could do a zoom zoom maybe how far under the sea was this? it doesn't say how far under it is but i'm thinking you know maybe it's just like a vacation like it's an uh, american just happens to be 10 feet underwater Jules Undersea Lodge. I've got to look that up. That sounds very interesting. However, yeah. I don't know if you heard of that uh, mayor in Two Harbors. He was trying to implement something like that in Lake Superior. Well, what did he do? He, he just wanted to build a hotel down there? An underwater hotel. And and uh, most of his constituents were trying to get him ousted after that because they just uh, weren't they didn't crazy see about the idea. They didn't see the validity <laughs> of this idea. Crazy. They thought it was out of his mind. You yeah. know the music they have going on the Muzak all the time. That's hilarious. It's a loop of some guy humming. I don't know if you'd want to have a song about deaths in Lake Superior, though. Well, in a place like might not be too popular. Then you know that would be their the constituents would probably be what is the word tar and feathering. But no, I mean, uh, justified in their oh, in their oh, thoughts oh, of okay. ousting. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Doctor Deep Blue Sea says my greatest hope is that I have inspired a new generation of explorers and researchers to push past all the boundaries. You just stayed in a hotel for a hundred days. Get over yourself. <laughs> well, I, I, I I'd like to know how deep it was, though. Yeah, that would make a difference, I suppose. All right, jewels. Randy looking it up? Are you you using the Google, Randy? (laughs) What is that called in Jules Undersea Lodge? Yes. J-U-L-E-S apostrophe. So it was just a hotel under the sea. Other people have stayed there, but he just stayed there longer? Longer. Got room service, you know. Little seahorses. Yeah, rough. He was roughing it. He was roughing it. It says it's 30 feet deep on the ocean floor. 30 feet. Doesn't seem very far. (laughs) Yeah. That does not seem very far. Okay. Dr. Not Very Far. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Not Very Deep Sea. (laughs) (laughs) I've got an anchor rope longer than that. Uh, Yeah. I was like, 
I was thinking, oh, like a hundred, like because if you're talking compression, yeah, yes, it compresses even when you go over. Well, we were when you dive in snorkeling, in a pool, yeah, we were snorkeling in the Bahamas somewhere. I don't know, I, I have I forget which island we were at at the time. Yeah, but there was this cannon that was kind of out and underneath, Ooh, and it was kind of far out. Yeah. yeah, and so the guys were like, oh, come out and see this cannon. Well, I just surface snorkel, you know, and then you can dive down and then you come back up, but you just you're not like tanks on you or anything right, like that. So down. yeah. So we're, I, I swim out there and I was fine in the shallower water, but as I got out deeper, even if I was on the surface, the pressure yeah. pushed on the mass so much, it made me panic. Oh yeah. Well, it, and it leaves like marks that. on your eyes. Well, well, no, it's a face thing. So it goes all the way around the face. So it's a clear, yeah. oh, it's okay. a whole face mask okay. type thing. So it goes all the way below your chin and then you just, are supposed to breathe normally, but yeah. when you're claustrophobic oh. and you start panicking, yeah, that that's not such a great thing. So I imagine, I suppose, even thirty feet would be somewhat. So they would compressing, never call but... you Amy Dark Blue Sea. No, no. I'm, that's not going to be something. No, no. Uh, and do you want to know what the single occupancy is for one night there? Oh yeah, one thousand one hundred twenty-five dollars. Although I'm sure Mister Deep Blue Sea didn't pay that. Each one hundred well, ninety was there. Yeah, quite that's a, that's almost as bad as Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the same, actually. Yeah. But, I was uh, gonna say that's not actually too bad. I've seen some Airbnbs that are pretty comparable yeah. to that. So, all right, we got uh, time for one more here. Sure. Okay, it's you're, a podcast. You're in charge. We got no limits. Yeah, we just keep sure. talking until we run out of things. <laughs> Two brothers in Langkawi, Malaysia. All the way from Malaysia, bottom of the column news. They were detained after crashing the car one was driving into a lamppost on May 10th. It's it's not hard to imagine why driving might have been difficult for them. They were six and three. <gasps> six and three. They'd oh be, have a hard time. Maybe one was working the pedals and the other one was working the steering wheel. I don't know. Police Chief Sheraman Ashari said the Toyota Vios. We don't have Vioses here, I don't V-I-O-S, a Toyota Vios, was uh, attracting attention from other drivers who thought the driver might be intoxicated. The boys sneaked out of their home, took the car, hopped, uh, hoping to buy a toy car at the local shop. Six-year-old said, Mama's at home and we're going to the store. We want to buy a black car, said the three-year-old. The only injury was a cut to the one boy's chin. Didn't say which one. But anyway... I could uh, I can see that happening. You know, some kids they uh, uh, you know, they are independent in thinkers, and yeah. Well, here's the keys. There's the car. Let's go. I could see well, my grandson doing that. Yeah, yeah. They mm-hmm. were probably driving like some of those little creatures in those uh, you know comic or, or or whatever movies, like uh, like Minions, for instance, in Despicable Me. You know, I could just see them driving that way. Right. right. One pushing the pedal and one holding the steering wheel or something. Yeah. Like that. Or the, the Fast and Angry movies. What do they call them? Fast and Furious. Fast yeah, and Furious. Fast and, yeah, all those Fast and Furious movies. Well, I'm just trying to figure out if, if it's one of the cars, you know, when you put it in gear, it just kind of goes. Maybe they weren't going very fast, and that's why they only got a scratch. Could be. You know, idles high. Yeah. I, I don't so know. then they move even without pushing on the gas. Oh, well, yeah. It's, it sounded like they had made some progress, but because uh, uh, other drivers thought that eh, uh, somebody's drunk here. But 
that's uh, that's the way it goes. So that's the bottom of the column news. This is the Kwame and Company podcast number four. 91.5 and 102.7, the word. Uh, Pastor Igor Bandura and Michael Johnson. I said that wrong. Bandura. Bandura. Bandura, okay. Bandura? Bandura. 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 Okay, Amy will help me with that. I'll just point the mic when you, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's okay. <laughs> uh, at the end of the program, I'll have you pronounce my last name. <laughs> it, it, no, never mind, it's never been done. Uh, well, we're talking about the conflict in Ukraine and what Slavic Gospel Association has been doing to to help the church in, in Ukraine and the, the centers of hope uh, uh, that the uh, Baptist Church has all through the country. Now, we've kind of lost track. Americans have lost track of what's going on in Ukraine. How has the conflict and the effect of the conflict changed since the beginning of the war more than a year ago? In fact, today is uh, 454th day of the war. And it is going on. Uh, what have changed? Uh, we have more hope in our victory. More territories have been rescued from uh, the presence of Russian army. But at the same time, more and more people are being killed and injured every single day. Yeah. So when we uh, stop to support Ukraine, or when Christians stop to pray, or maybe uh, we have this doubt, should, should Americans support Ukraine or not, I just would like everybody to remember that the delay with support costs lives every single day. And not only soldiers, but civilians. Because we have uh, drones and missiles attacks every single day, every single night. People are terrified. There is a lot of destruction. And this war is, in fact, existential threat to our nation. We are talking about the attempt of genocide of Ukrainian nation. So if uh, Americans and American Christians stay for what is just, and I know they always have been staying what is just, I believe that everybody should continue to pray for Ukraine daily and uh, should do whatever is possible to motivate uh, people, support your politicians who make decisions really to stay with Ukraine to the end of this unjust war, because we need just peace. Yeah. We're, we also have with us Michael Johnson of the Slavic Gospel Association. What could American believers do to be the most help right now? Well, certainly um, our ministry was established by Peter Danica. He was a prayer warrior, in fact, so much so that Billy Graham used to invite him to come to conduct all-night prayer vigils before his crusades. So we are a ministry of prayer. We get together every morning and pray. And, um, and, and again, not just Ukraine. Ukraine is really in focus now, but all the countries of the former Soviet Union uh, we, we pray for because that entire region has been disrupted as a result of this. And everybody is sort of taking different sides. And uh, it's a difficult situation. It has upset the unity of the churches in many ways. Um, but uh, God is in control, and, and, and God, is, God, God knows how this is going to end. 
So I just want to mirror what Igor said. Americans need to pray for the situation. They need to pray for the end of the war, pray for protection of the churches. Uh, they just said uh, one church was blown up a couple of days ago and with phosphorus explosives. And it's just really sad to see what's going on. Um, so again, and if people are moved to support financially, um, they can be assured that every gift that is given to the Slavic Gospel Association goes directly to the churches, and it will go directly to people that need the need the help the most because there are our arms and legs on the ground in those countries, and um, the only thing we ask for are the stories of the lives that are being impacted. And we get stories after stories after stories about the way that God is working through the churches. And we get to share them with our supporters, and our supporters are extremely blessed by it. So, um, so prayer and support, I think, would be the two main things. Unwinding Loons, Caulk Like Coffee, and the 100-word story. It's all part of Kwame and Company. I'm Randy Kennedy with news for the heart of Minnesota. The Peach Fundraiser for Brainerd Area Youth for Christ and the Central Minnesota YFC in St. Cloud has been canceled this year as their Georgia supplier experienced a total crop destruction due to a late freeze. The mission of the Youth for Christ ministry is to pursue lost kids and propel them into a life of following and serving Jesus. The director of the Brainerd Area YFC, Dale Kuglin, says destruction of the peach crop occurred too late for them to prepare a different fundraiser. So donations, which are accepted year-round, are particularly needed right now. More information can be found on the St. Cloud Central Minnesota Youth for Christ website, cmyfc.org, or in the Lakes area at brainerdyfc.com. I'm Randy Kennedy with News for the Heart of Minnesota. Ninety-one point five and one hundred two point seven. The word uh, we have: Pastor Igor Bandera and uh, Michael Johnson of the uh, Slavic Gospel Association with us. We're talking about the Ukraine, and we feel. I, I think people in this part of the country, Minnesota and Dakotas, uh, feel a unique connection with Ukraine because we consider ourselves to be one of the breadbaskets of the world. So is Ukraine, and there's been a lot of. Uh, uh, sharing of technology and agricultural information back and forth between Eastern Europe and the Dakotas and Minnesota. Can Ukraine continue to feed her own people, much less the region surrounding the area, if this conflict continues? The interesting fact is that God is good and we still have enough uh, food for uh, our people. Of course, I already mentioned that almost 8 million of people left. So yeah. uh, that is uh, that is a tragedy for us, but for economy it's much much easier. There is interesting fact that uh, Ukraine feed uh, about uh, 400 million people all around Ukraine. Wow. This is our capacity. So we have 40 millions in Ukraine, and then we can feed 
360 million of people all around Ukraine, mainly Africa. And there was a great uh, problem and tragedy when Russia stopped this uh, uh, transport with uh, wheat and barley to this country, blocking the Black Sea. So we should pray for, for this because there's constant obstacles and we have enough, uh, enough food not only for ourselves, but also to, to share with uh, the rest of the world. And we would like Ukraine to stay as a breadbasket of not only Europe, but other parts of, uh, of the world. But you would not believe how much fields are damaged by constant bombing. Yeah. So much territories are mined. It, uh, it's even difficult to imagine how many years it will take to get all these mines and uh, bring all the fields and lands uh, to, to produce food there. So uh, this is another reason why we should pray uh, that this war would be finished as uh, quickly as possible, hopefully to the end of this year. But yes, praise God, it was another miracle that our economy was almost destroyed, but it is still functioning. Our banking system is working. People are working hard to support our country, our economy and our army. And yes, we have enough food in our grocery stores for us. We're talking about Ukraine, and sometimes I think uh, Americans uh, from central Minnesota looking at the situation are overwhelmed and think, well, what can I do? I'm just one guy in, in central Minnesota. Uh, Michael, how would you answer that? What can the, the normal Christian do that will make a difference? Well, as I said earlier, uh, prayer is certainly a critical factor. And in many, I've, I've worked with many different ministries helping them in their fundraising and other other areas before I came back to this ministry and um, and there are many opportunities for people to be involved actively with different ministries whether it be gospel rescue missions in their local cities or you know going on short-term missions trips or or you know visiting the the, the harvest field themselves but in this situation is very difficult I mean we work in Russia and we can't go in, in and out of Russia um, and in terms of Ukraine, there's, it's an active war zone, so I wouldn't recommend that people go over there from the west unless they're with people that can protect them. Yeah. So, uh, so we do a lot of short-term missions trips and all that, but uh, in this particular case, uh, the best thing that we can do is pray for them and financially support the work that they're doing in the procurement and the distribution of food and, and, humanitarian, and humanitarian aid through their church network. because. It's just not just a matter of meeting physical needs. More importantly, because we're a gospel ministry, it's meeting their spiritual needs as well and sharing the love of Christ with them and bringing them to faith so that they can spend eternity with our Heavenly Father. Well, it's a pleasure to meet both of you. And, and Pastor Igor, uh, uh, do you have any final message to believers in Minnesota on, on how they can pray for you and your care centers and your Baptist churches? Yes, first of all, I would like to send greetings to Ukrainian Baptist Church in Minneapolis, oh. Minnesota. And I know that some of my relatives with this beautiful last name Bandura emigrated a long time ago and they live uh, there. I'd love to meet them. I'll mispronounce their last name, but I'd love to meet them. <laughs> yes, so, uh, so if, if somebody would like to know more about Ukraine, you can find uh, contacts of uh, Ukrainian church in uh, Minnesota and okay. ask people uh, more about the situation. And uh, ju just remember this. You, you, you got 
up early and you pray to God. Mm-hmm. You feel that God is with you, you live in peace, and you have everything that you need for your life. Of course, we all have some difficulties, challenges, but just imagine that every single Ukrainian does not have this, because every morning we get up and we are not secured. Every night we go to bed without understanding if you would get up uh, alive in in the morning. So... uh, just, just remember, remember this, and uh, give thanks to God for peace, for prosperity in your country. Give thanks God for love, God's love in your heart, and share your love through prayer, through support. Uh, we are talking about Ukraine. There are other places in the world with many difficulties, and we should remember as much as possible all our brothers and sisters all around the world. I would be a little bit selfish, and I would ask just to remember the most about Ukraine and Ukrainian people, because the war that is going on in our country is terrific. It's probably the second largest war in Europe after the World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, please stay with Ukraine and uh, pray for a better future for our country for our people and, of course, for our churches, because we would like to remain salt and light to glorify God, doesn't matter what happens in our life, and to serve to our people sharing God's love and the gospel of salvation in Jesus Christ with them. Such a pleasure to meet both of you. Thank you for your time. Don't be strangers. We'd love to do this again and and update our listeners about what's happening in Eastern Europe and Ukraine in particular. Thank you, Michael. Thank you very much. It was great to be with you. Francis Chan Friday, Christian Comics and Bible Baffle. That's Kwame and Company on the Word. Or I love Bible Baffle. I listen whenever I can every day so that I learn more about the Word. And the music is so uplifting. And I love that you have the weather and the updates on what's happening in the world and locally. I'm like, she likes everything. She does. <laughs> I like the last thing she said the most, though, about keeping updated on um, what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Of course. Of course, yeah. Well, you know, and that's uh, what our, our share this year is called Stay the Course. Or the theme is Stay the Course. And we've been asking folks, you know, how has the word helped you stay the course? And I've got some uh, synonyms for Stay the Course, the phrase Stay the Course. So maybe if Stay the Course doesn't resonate with you, and uh, here's some synonyms that has the word helped you this last year, hold on. It'd be a synonym for staying the mm-hmm. course. Persist. Persist, press on, stand firm, hang tough. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. How has the word helped you hang tough in the last year? And that, that that's a good phrase because uh, you, when there are tough times, but you hang on, that's uh, that's mm-hmm. what staying the course means. Mm. I so, like all of those phrases for that. That's great. And I also like the word, you know, synonym, by the way, because it sounds so delicious. It does, it does like sound brown good. Brown sugar and cinnamon. cinnamon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amy just actually hit her forehead on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I well, guess it's better than rolling the eyes. It, no, no, it's it was, a combination of it, that. It, it, was, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was a little of both. 
So I bring this up because, uh, you know, every year we come to you, every year you come to us and you didn't finish like, well, no, it, it, <laughs> the, the cost of running these two Christian radio stations, uh, 91.5 and 102.7 is $510,000 this year. Uh, that's, uh, that's our giving goal for share 23. So we got a long ways to go and uh, there's many ways you can give. I'm going to bring up one, then you guys, uh, round out the, the other ways to give. Oh, but- oh. I want to be clear, though. Okay, be clear. Because you, you said it, that's what it costs to run it for a year. No, that isn't. That's the <laughs> that's the giving goal. Yes. For this that's share-a-thon. like the portion that we raise during the summer. Yeah. We have ongoing gifts that come different parts, and we, have year-end we do year-end gifts, giving. Uh, yes. People give in honor of certain things. Right. Yeah. So. so this is just a portion of what it costs. So the yes. giving goal for Sherathon <laughs> 23 in the summertime. Is five hundred ten thousand dollars. Yes. Okay. So if you got our newsletter, uh, the summertime newsletter, and it's sort of making its way lower in the pile right now, zip that thing out of there and shake it because uh, an envelope will fall out and a card. <laughs> right. That's, That's how right. It's in there. And it's a really nice newsletter. Yeah, it is. All kinds of info and really pictures, cool. photos, as it they has say. Has an insert of what where we're going to be, what's happening. Yeah coming up yeah yeah so find the newsletter read it but shake out the giving card and then uh, fill it out and send it in that's uh that's probably one of the easiest ways to let us know this is what i want to do this year to keep 91.5 and 102.7 strong okay my part is done what are the other ways you can give you can go online to the word dot mn okay click on support Mm -hmm. i think it says giving little thing i don't know support or giving i'm not sure which one it says now drop down thing Uh uh-huh and fill it out yeah all right randy it's super easy what's the other way Uh, 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 let's see i wasn't paying attention (laughs) you can call the station at 218-568-4422 good job randy very good (laughs) that's what i used to say in in school when a teacher would ask me a question and i didn't know the answer i I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that goes over really well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Teachers right. love that. So we'd, we'd love for you to get in touch with us now because, uh, you know, if we can, uh, as much as we can take care of before the on-air share um, the, the easier it is to reach our overall goal, which is hefty, $510,000 for these two Christian radio stations. Kwame and Company, focusing on closet vision, comfort food, pirates on the prairie, and Pat's gut. It lifts me up when I'm having a bad day. It energizes me and just helps me get through the day. Thanks. 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. This is Kwame and Company, and Pastor Greg Valentine is with us from Community Country Church in Holdingford. Uh, Pastor Greg, thanks for joining us on The Word. Oh, thank you so much, Phil. I appreciate the word and all that you do there to keep all of us encouraged. Well, uh, you know, we love doing it. And and you guys uh, talk about a pivotal year for uh, Community Country Church. You're starting a Christian Academy, uh, uh, Aletheia Christian Academy in Holingford, right at the church, right? Very true. Yes. On September 5th, uh, 2023, we're going to be opening our school for the first day of school. And it's going to be for uh, K through six. Um, we already have hired uh, administrator assistants and teachers. And um, yeah, we're just looking forward to giving our children a chance at an excellent Christian education. 
Well, this plan of action has probably been uh, the culmination of some long-range planning and efforts for uh, Community Country Church and Holding Fort. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, I think going all the way back to when COVID hit, um, we just saw that there was some things going on that we saw kind of the test stores dropping and, you know, we lost some traction there during COVID. And some of us watched our Zoom calls while our children were being educated uh, by the teachers and knew that maybe something had to change. Um, and then we've kind of seen some cultural changes that go against our values and morals. And we also feel that children at elementary level of education, that's really the most formative years uh, for a Christian worldview. So uh, what are the distinctives that you established early on in developing the plans for uh, Aletheia Christian Academy? Well, that's a good question, Phil. What we wanted was um, we felt an increasing burden of parents where both parents had to work outside of the home. And, um, you know, in one of my messages, I remember uh, another pastor and I had been talking and we said that we really desired a place for our children to get a strong biblical worldview built. Um, That biblical worldview gets built by the time they're 13, and it starts very early, and then it's formed more in their teenage years. And by the time they've reached their 20s, they've pretty much formed their worldview. And if it's a secular worldview that they've formed, they're going to probably leave the church. And that's one of the things that's really starting to bother many of us who know that God's word is absolute truth. And one Sunday I was preaching, and I preached on uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, where it says, You shall teach them diligently uh, the scriptures to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. And I just kind of said to everybody, I said, Hey, this is a total saturation effort, and we all need to be um, on the same page if this is what God is asking of us. Well, if what you're saying resonates with some parents that are listening right now and they're thinking about their kids' future for uh, especially K-6 through Christian education, uh, how can they find out more about Aletheia Christian Academy, which is uh, starting this fall and holding for it? Yeah, the best thing to do would be go to our website. Uh, You can go to communitycountrychurch.org, and there's a link to Aletheia Christian Academy on our website website and then of course the uh, you can go directly to our website for the school and that's Aletheia Christian Academy and that's spelled A-L-E-T-H-E-I-A ChristianAcademy.com. Aletheia is the um, word Greek word for truth and uh, Jesus said in John 14 6 he said I am the way the Aletheia the truth and the life and no man comes to the Father except through me. So we know that in John 1 that Jesus was the Word, and in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was flesh. And, of course, your radio station called the Word because of that, uh, because we believe in absolute truth, that there's no variance in the Scriptures, and that it's one place that we can go and know that we'll always be told the truth. All right, that brings us to the end of the uh, podcast number four for Kwame and Company. You know what uh, the next podcast? Uh, what the what the next podcast is, guys? Uh, number five. Yeah, you know what that means. Halfway, halfway, to, halfway to ten. Halfway to yeah. 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, we're right on top of it, aren't we, Randy? Uh, we are now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was so I was so busy looking up all this information on Jules Underwater Lodge that I started falling behind. Oh, that's what happened. That's why you were a little distracted. Okay. Well. If, if you're not going to Jules Underwater Lodge, stay tuned for podcast number five. Brad Mattis will be our guest. He's the 
the uh, host of Life Issues, and he'll get us all up to date on pro-life issues, among other things. Mm, wonderful. That's next time on the Kwame and Company podcast. <laughs>